welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am once again joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how are you doing? Pretty good, Henry. Um, this is actually a first for me because I'm actually back home in Orange County, so uh-huh. we're doing like the first on the other side of the state podcast recording. Excellent. All California Comic Sauce podcast. <laughs> Very nice. I'm also joined by the man known as Rainier. Rainier, how are you? I'm good. Pleasure to be here. Excellent. I'm also joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Henry. Um, ready to talk some Godzilla v. Kong. Excellent. Excellent. I am as well. So yeah, today is April 8th, 2021. Godzilla vs. Kong just dropped on HBO Max last week. We all saw it, so we're going to dive into it for sure. Uh, But first, a little news. The Comic Sauce podcast is going to take its first crack at social media. Ooh, welcome to the new age, right? Uh, So we are on Twitter and Instagram at the handle at Comic Sauce Pod, P-O-D, Comic Sauce Pod, all one word, on both Twitter and Instagram. So drop us a follow, drop us a comment, chime in. We'd love to hear from you. And um, yeah, we were kind of debating what exactly we wanted to use these social media handles for, and we're not exactly sure what for. (laughs) Um, But one thing we had in mind was to do a question of the week. Yeah, so each episode we would pose a question and then the following episode, we could choose our favorite answers to the question. So today is a Godzilla versus Kong themed episode. So, The question is, of course, who would win in a fight? Godzilla or King Kong? Simply that. Um, We'd love to get your opinion. And why? You know, the winner of the fight, why would that monster win the fight? You know, the uh, age-old question, Godzilla versus Kong. So love to hear from you. So, yes, we will get into this recently released movie. Uh, But first, a quick news item. Like I mentioned, today is April 8th. And just today, Marvel fans got a bit of a treat. So there's this thing called Release the Zemo Cut. Kind of a joke, kind of not a joke. uh, But um, we don't want to do too much spoilery stuff for the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, but uh, there is a scene in the last episode, episode three, that kind of got buzzy, you know, it went viral a bit and it got fans demanding to release the Zemo cut. And, uh, you know, before I go forward, I think this is kind of spoilery to think about it, not that I think about it, right? Uh, So why don't we just say uh, semi-plot spoilers for episode three of 
Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. I think it's just a spoiler. There's no semi spoiler. <laughs> just spoiler. Straight up, or straight no up spoiler. spoiler. It's try Spoil- or try spo- not. There's no try. Spoiler alert. Exactly. <laughs> or do or do not. <laughs> Good call, Rainier. Um, so big time spoiler. Uh, in episode three, we get some Baron Zemo action. You know, we get the mask. We get the name Baron Zemo. He is officially a Baron. And then we got this little treat of uh, some dance moves from Zemo, right? And these dance moves are what I was talking about. They, they kind of went viral, right? A lot of people were talking about it. And um, subsequently, the actor, Daniel Bruhl, who plays Baron Zemo, he mentioned just kind of offhand in an interview that they used only a very little amount of his dancing. They said he, they had shot like considerable more footage of him dancing, right? So once word got out on that, a lot of fans were, were demanding to see this extra footage and they were using the hashtag release the Zemo cut, you know, kind of in a, in a wink, wink kind of way. Uh, but amazingly, Marvel, yes, Marvel themselves, not, not a, like a fan video, but Marvel actually got the footage and put it together and, and released it today, April 8th, just days after the episode released. Uh, so, yeah. Such this- a biz- it's such a bizarre win, in my opinion. <laughs> like, how spoiled are fans that they're going to throw out a hashtag and Marvel's going to bend to that? demand (laughs) yeah it is bizarre i do agree you know this came out of nowhere right but yeah we just uh watched the clip um any other thoughts christian or perferio on on this kind of strange happening here it reminded me of the the spider-man 3 dance a little bit (laughs) yeah the moves he had oh someone's gonna cut that together i'm sure of it Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like kind of dance off. It's style. gonna be a dance off. They're gonna throw yeah. some quill in there as well. Guaranteed. Yeah, Love that. That's, that's what I was saying. I was like, they should like Marvel should be like fun and like do like a have like a small little video of like Star Lord being like dance off, bro, and they have like just a bunch of like Marvel stars just dancing, you know. You know, there's like, some bloopers like, I've seen from like YouTube that I can't seem to find like officially um, like for um, for Thor Ragnarok. I, I, I swear I saw like this long clip of bloopers and I can't seem to find it anymore. And it's not like officially like as an extra on like Disney Plus. Oh, interesting. Someone put the kibosh on that. It sounds like. <laughs> Have you guys come across any of those, any, 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 any of that stuff? Doesn't sound familiar. Or maybe I'm just not looking in the right places. It could just be me. <laughs> We're not looking in the right places. Yeah, clearly. You are. <laughs> uh, but it is very interesting to note that this video of, you know, unreleased footage that was put together wasn't put together by some random fan. It was Marvel Entertainment, you know. Um, oh, I have to give props to Perfirio. Perfirio alerted me to this item and um, definitely put a smile on my face. I thought it was hilarious. And uh, when I went to YouTube to check it out, yeah, sure enough, it, it wasn't just some rando account, right? This is 
the official Marvel Entertainment account, and it has the title, all caps, one hour dancing Zemo. (laughs) It sounds like a joke fan vid, right? But it is, it, it, it is and it isn't, I guess. Uh, but it, it's just, it's funny stuff. Is that, is that on Disney Plus? It's not just on YouTube? Oh, I, I see it on YouTube. Um, I wonder I, if it's on Disney Plus as like a bonus material. Because Disney Plus has, the, I, don't, I don't know if you guys have seen these, but they have like some of this like ambiance video. They have like Finding Nemo where you're like looking at like, fish in an in out in sea and it just plays on like a like this loop for an hour but it only really plays for like five minutes so it's kind of like background like ambiance like they have it for um like a bunch of other disneyland like things and i'm curious if this is actually on disney plus as one of those like it's like a party version of (laughs) ambiance I'm looking at Disney Plus right now. I'm not seeing it as an extra for the show right now, um, but who knows might ha- what might happen. I, I'm noticing that Disney Plus is now including trailers. Like I know the Loki show just had a new trailer drop. It is on Disney Plus as we speak. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if this shows up there at some point. Um, yeah, yeah. But, Speaking um, of trailers, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Have you guys seen the 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 Batman Long Halloween animated uh, movie trailer? Yeah. Oh, did that drop? Just drop? I think it just came out today. Oh, nice. So something to check out. Looks good. Excellent. Looks good. Yeah. One of my favorite books, actually. Yeah, that is like one of the best Batman books. Let's say it's one of the most iconic. And the voice cast looks pretty good. The voice cast looks pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wish, though, that the style was in the art of like Tim Sale. It's not too much like that, but mm-hmm. I'll take it. He must. I imagine he's a hard artist to replicate for like animation. That's, I guess, that's what I'm thinking off the top of my head. It's probably not impossible. Yeah. But he's such a distinct, like very expressive style. I can see that. So I wonder if it just didn't translate well. But that, that's just my thought off the top of my head. It could just be they just wanted something a little more standard. Maybe we'll like, see a... Cool, yeah, maybe we'll see a release the Tim Sale animated cut <laughs> hashtag yeah. trending at some point. Yeah. Oh, man, I would love to see something like that. But we were just talking about it in our Snatter Cut episode, but we were wondering, you know, what the effect might be. Like, the fans really got a huge win with the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? And we're wondering what else might happen. And we're, we're kind of seeing it, right? This this whole dancing Zemo thing is kind of a joke, but it really is catering to fans. And I think it's it's just sort of the start of, of more and more of this, this type of stuff, right? So, yeah, as, as comic fans, I think we're already kind of spoiled. We're getting all the movies and shows that we've been dreaming about. But it's starting to level up a bit, right? There's more like the, this whole uh, social media movement stuff. Um, yeah, I, it, it's it's kind of morphing into something bigger. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting what's going on right now. Is there any is there any Marvel property you'd like to see them give a Schneider cut version of? Well, that's <laughs> Where it's a, like that's a yeah. big question. That that might be a whole. 
episode. <laughs> so, um, original Raimi cut of Spider Man 3. <laughs> there's yeah. a good one Spider Man 3. Spider Man 3, yeah. Or even all... Blade, Blade 3 could use a Snyder cut. <laughs> well, we all know Raimi did not get to make the movie he wanted to make with Spider-Man 3, right? So that that's a pretty good candidate right there, I think. He didn't want Venom in the movie, right? Is that exactly. the whole deal? He did not, yeah. So I it see. made sense, right? So Spider-Man 1 had one main villain, Spider-Man 2 had one main villain, so why would he throw in a whole bunch of villains on the third one? Yeah, it wasn't his choice. The studios put pressure on him. So who knows what could have been? But yeah, that that's a great topic, maybe for another episode soon. But for now, let's get into Godzilla versus Kong. Speaking of spoiler alerts, definitely going to give the spoiler alert for this. Uh, we're definitely going to get into plot spoilers, all of that with Godzilla versus Kong. And... From here on out, we're going to go with Porfirio to lead the way. So, Porfirio, take it away. So, Godzilla vs. King Kong was released last Wednesday on HBO Max and was kind of like the first blockbuster, I want to kind of say, of the pandemic, you know. But um, if the title doesn't give it away, it's basically a plot of Godzilla and Kong fighting each other. Uh, it's a sequel to it's to Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and the next part of the MonsterVerse. Um, so basically, yeah, like two titans. There's Godzilla and King Kong, and they kind of like their storylines kind of clash. Um, and it's just, yeah, kind of like a dominance of who is the alpha titan between the two and we watch this like weird human storyline between the two titans and it's kind of like their like backstory to like why they're like fighting but um yeah i mean just it's a lot of action it's a lot of cool action um yeah, like really fast. What do you guys think of it? You know, before we, we go there, I'm kind of curious about the anticipation level. Like even before we watched yeah. a single moment of, of this movie, how are we feeling about it? Like, are we were we really excited about it? Were we just kind of uh, like, I'm kind of curious about, about that. I, I tuned into Godzilla King of, um, was it King of Monsters? King of the Monsters. Um, I, I got tuned into that because of you, Perforio, and I enjoyed it so much that my wife like jumped in and she enjoyed it as well. So when uh, Godzilla versus King Kong came out, she's like, oh, we need to watch. She was actually on me like, hey, are you ready to watch this? I, I want to I see this. <laughs> nice. So my anticipation, I don't think it would have been there had I not watched the, the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Nice. Yeah, I was looking forward to it, too. Um, yeah, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, man. I, I got to thank you, too, Perferio, because um, I totally, like, slept on that one. Like, after the previous Godzilla, the 2014 Godzilla, I was checked out, man. Like, 
I was oh, Peter told, Jackson, right? Peter Jackson's uh, Kingdom. No, the, well, he did King Kong. Um, that wasn't a great movie either, in my opinion. Uh, but the 2014 Godzilla movie was uh, Gareth Edwards, I believe. Um, but yeah, it was a very boring movie, I would say. I've seen uh, that one. 2014. Who who else was in that? Yeah, it, it had it was... uh, Wanda and Pietro <laughs> as a as a husband as husband and wife. Brian Cranston yeah. and Brian Cranston. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. is that the one where they were like, why does Godzilla look fat? Like that was a bit yes. like the, yeah, one the, of the criticisms. The fat Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I do remember it now. <laughs> also the, the Godzilla movie where Godzilla doesn't show up until an hour in, let that be noted also. Um, but uh, yeah. So after that, I was like, if there's a sequel to this movie, I'm like, I'm totally not interested. So sure enough, when the sequel did come out, Godzilla King of the Monsters did not watch it in the theaters. Didn't hey, care there? to check Sorry, it out, was, check was it out on Godzilla video with Matthew, Bo- Matthew Broderick somewhere down the line. Yeah. There was or a nine, a nineties Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That one's, it owns the 99 Godzilla movie, but not part of like this, like Godzilla MonsterVerse storyline. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, my history of Godzilla is just completely fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, well, notable in that it was a Hollywood movie, as are these movies, you know. So um, this, these are like the quote-unquote Hollywood versions of Godzilla. And pretty cool because I felt like the 90s Godzilla was a big dud. I felt like the 2014 Godzilla was a dud. Uh, but with these last two... Things changed. Yeah. That last one, what I was driving at is when I finally did get to see it based on Perfira's glowing review, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I was really surprised, you know, like, man, this is really good shit, man. Um, So I was looking forward to this one. I will say this, though, when they released the Godzilla versus Kong trailer, my anticipation went down a bit because I thought it was kind of corny. They had that like hip hop song going and there was a shot of Godzilla punching God, uh, Kong punching Godzilla. And it just, I don't know. It just seemed a little corny to me. Or saw um, that trailer. That sounds like yeah. a bad trailer. Yeah. I, I didn't care for that trailer so much. It, it definitely like made my anticipation go down. That's exactly what trailers shouldn't do. Right. You should get amped up when you see trailers. Right. Um, so I was like looking forward to it, but not super, super hyped. So I guess for me, like anticipation going into it. So, um, yeah, I like King of Monsters. Uh, I liked Kong Skull Island, which is the King Kong movie that, yeah, that was good. That, um, kind of brought him into this, the monster verse franchise. Um, yeah, the first Godzilla, not great. I remember seeing it and thinking like, oh, hey, this is much better than the 90s Godzilla. But like, yeah, like over time and now that we have these other movies to compare it to after. It's like, oh, yeah, that movie was not so great. Yeah. Um, but I was, you know, I was looking forward to this one. Um, I think like, of course, in the pandemic and the fact that like for a long time we just didn't get anything. It was like, hey, new content. And I was just like. It's almost like it doesn't matter what it was. It was new, and I wanted it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so going into this, yeah, I was like, I was ready for it. The fact that it was also like on HBO Max too was really nice. Yeah, 
mm-hmm. for free. <laughs> yeah, for free that I didn't yeah. have to pay like 30 bucks for. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that this is a movie to watch in the theaters, though. Like, this has to be a big screen, yeah. like, viewing. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Big monsters, big destruction. Big sound. Big sound, yeah. Yeah, this would have been Go big or go home. home. Yeah, I think yeah. that was my yeah. biggest takeaway was, like, man, I actually would have would have appreciated seeing this, like, on a big screen. Good point. Yeah. But what about your anticipation level, Porfirio? So, I mean, like, like you guys said, like Godzilla King of the Monsters. I was, I love that movie. I had, yeah, watched. I've seen it probably like, like eight times already. And so when you come out since like twenty nineteen or so, um, I just remember when I first saw that trailer, I was so hyped. Like, you know, the best way I could compare it is like if you guys were hyped for like the Infinity War trailer, like that's how hyped I was when I saw the King of the Monsters trailer. Like I was just really hyped for it. It was a good movie. Um, I didn't have high expectations, but it just blew any. It just went higher and above than what I had wished for. So obviously, I was very excited to watch Godzilla versus King Kong, especially from two really wild, um, popular known figures in pop culture. You know, Godzilla yeah. and King Kong. Um, but then the t- trailer tr- dropped and then just like you henry my anticipation really kind of like took a nosedive but i was just like okay you know what i'm not gonna judge a book by its cover like it was just a bad trailer and maybe the um the the movie can make up for it but because of the bad trailer i just it, it really did like knock me down of like my anticipation le- level for for the movie i would i just let me just say it put it this way i wasn't as excited for godzilla versus king kong as i was to um to like after i watched godzilla king of the monsters and was like oh i can't wait for this movie to come out you know right. you think had you not seen the trailer preferio that maybe you're your take on the movie would be different? I feel like it would. I feel like, yeah, like, trailers can, like, make or break a movie. Like, the trailers can just not give um, justification to a movie. And, yeah, the way it was set up, I think, like, yeah, if I hadn't watched the trailer, I probably would have had, like, way higher expectations or uh, I just would have been anticipated higher, you know? Because, I mean, like, the day he came out, I was still, like, pretty, like, anxious, like, yes, it's finally the day. I can't, I can't wait. It's here, you know. But at the same time, because I had already seen the trailer, I was just like, mm, okay, so let's see how this turns out. Like, I'm excited, but not as excited as I wish I had been for it, you know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And... You know what the trailer? I was just thinking. I think they showed too much. Like you <laughs> I have to see this trailer. Like, I haven't seen the trailer. Well, basically, <laughs> you get to see Godzilla fight Kong, right? So it's this highly anticipated battle, right? You would think that they would kind of tease it a little bit, right? But the trailer, you, you get to see them go at it. You get to see punches thrown and Godzilla f- shooting his flame breath and everything, and um, you kind of get to see 
what you get to see in the movie, you know? So I just feel like uh, they should have left it a little more mysterious, right? I think to be fair, the movie's still called Godzilla versus King Kong though, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of my point. You, you know, you're going to get it. So why like, you know, I blow your it. load in the trailer, right? Just save it for later. <laughs> Yeah. You know the name of the song that was playing in that trailer? I need to see this trailer. It sounds so bad. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll watch it later. But um, yeah, like, yeah, definitely that trailer. I think, I think, like you said, Henry, like, we already know we're going to watch Godzilla versus King Kong Battle Aloud. Like, just kind of like shows, like, I guess, like more of like the human storyline, you know, instead of like showing what was going to happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, they could show the anticipation. They could show Godzilla show in the background, Kong in the background. They're slowly making their way towards each other or something, but not yeah, actually like, show the like, fight. Uh-huh, like a standoff between the yeah. two or something. Yeah. See their silhouettes the, the, or something. The human element of this story, I honestly didn't care too much for. Like, because of the title, I want to see more Godzilla versus King Kong. And yeah. like, while the human part of it, I'm sure is necessary for us to like grab onto. Yeah. I, I, I didn't care too much for it. It was cool seeing the kid from Deadpool too, the, the prison wallet kid. Um, he did oh, a good wait. job actually. Who, wait, who's that? The prison, the prison wallet from... kid, the kid from Deadpool too. The one that yeah, Deadpool the kid, is like the, the one he, the kid who went on the mission with um, Millie Brown. Oh, Okay. Him, oh, right? that guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think of him as the hunt for the wilder people kid uh, oh. who worked with taika waititi but i haven't seen that one good good movie um but yeah i didn't i don't even remember him in in deadpool 2 good call but that, that is a good point like the human element and um i think i think um you know, Warner Brothers kind of learned their lesson from that 2014 Godzilla movie. That movie was so focused on the human stories, right? That's why that movie was so boring. It was all about the human characters, right? And they went like a total 180 with Godzilla King of the Monsters, right? They focused on monster battles. Like all the humans were like kind of sidelined as they should be in these types of movies, you know? And I think with this one, Godzilla versus Kong, they kind of stuck with that, right? There were human stories, but they weren't the focus of the movie, and the humans were more like the side dressing yeah. for the monsters. Side, side dressing to the point where when Godzilla and King Kong were going at it and decimating all those buildings, in, I, what was that, Japan? <laughs> you know millions of people died, right? But like no one cares because it's Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> remember how people complain about how batman versus superman was it batman versus superman or man of steel where like they destroyed all of like oh, yeah. metropolis yeah people were like that's terrible that all those people died you would not hear a single person say that about godzilla versus king kong and they did way more destruction <laughs> yeah way more come on yeah that is a good point like there there had to have been a lot of death going down in this movie, but you don't see it and you don't really care about it. Right. Yeah. The city was like their personal, like, you know, sandbox to just yeah. completely decimate. 
Yeah. And, you know, um, so before we get off of like the human stories versus the monster stories, um, I, I will say that uh, the Bernie character was super awesome in this movie. Brian Tyree Henry. He is so hilarious. And I will note that he plays a podcaster in this movie. So we as a podcast should celebrate this. It's like the first time there's been a podcaster as a major character in a big time movie. Right? So pretty cool. And uh, yeah, he's great. Really loved him in this. It's so funny, ear and ear. Like I told Henry and Christian last week, like if Bernie, if like Warner Brothers gave like Bernie his own podcast as like a promotions kind of thing for the movie, I think he would have taken taken off. Like he was so funny, and I was so interested in listening to the podcast. So just to be like something like, oh, like next week I'm gonna infiltrate Apex and and this i hear i heard this noise or i heard this or blah 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 and then like you know like next week would be like the release of godzilla versus king kong and then have like that opening scene of like bernie and stuff and i just think that's a missed opportunity and warner brothers and like i feel like his podcast totally could have been like a good promotions um product yeah that was cool and i think they, they could have ran with it, right? They could have made it a real podcast, not even mention Godzilla or Kong and just act as if like Apex is real, Monarch is real and all that. And just kind of go into these crazy conspiracies and just like see what happens. You know, that would I think his podcast, great. you think his podcast would have been bucketed into like the, the QAnon bucket? <laughs> Maybe. That's a great question. I, I bet it'd be super popular. I bet those like QAnon freaks would totally get into it, you know? QAnon people and the flat earther people. Yeah, totally. <laughs> How did you guys feel about the way they played out the Mecha Godzilla storyline? I don't know too much about like the backstory of that. I just remember Mecha Godzilla. I just don't remember how it came about. Like, is that is that a new representation of how Mecha Godzilla came to be, or is that like is that is that canon? Well, first off, you just named like my absolute number one favorite surprise from the movie. I did not know that Mechagodzilla was in this movie. And um, I was kind of shocked. Which the, trailer, which, which the trailer tells you. It's oh, in, the trailer spilled oh, that? Does? Yeah. See, I well, didn't see the trailer. Well, if you paid super close attention, right? Oh, okay. like, you know, like You know like that one scene where like Godzilla looks... At Mecha Godzilla, like you see Mecha Godzilla in Godzilla's eye. Oh, uh, that's like that's like that in the trailer. <laughs> well, I didn't catch it. I didn't but, catch it. Yeah, I think I you had to be paying very close attention. I did, yeah, when I first saw Mecha Godzilla show up, I was like, man, I'm so glad they did not put that in the trailer in any way. Yeah, <laughs> but you guys, okay, yeah, see, they. That's I saw that. So I was so wait. Spoiled so and... so you you knew then, Perfurio. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. you're you're pretty good. <laughs> you're sharp. So like yeah. So I knew because I was kind of disappointed because I was like, oh, so they're not gonna put Mega King Ghidorah. They're gonna put Mega Godzilla instead. So I was I was a little disappointed about that, you know, because I feel like King of the Monsters like set up for Mega King Ghidorah to come in, not Mega Godzilla. 
So yeah, I, I, I would just cut off guard. So then, and then, yeah, when they showed that in the trailer, that was a big spoiler on itself, but also just a little disappointing on my end. Like, oh, that doesn't make sense. And then the way they try to incorporate why they need Ghidorah for Mega Godzilla, I was just totally lost. Also, you know. Okay, so a few interesting points here. Like, you, Perfirio, I think were a little where I would say a lot more locked into what was going on with these movies, right? I definitely didn't catch that in the trailer. And I, if I had followed fan boards and stuff, I probably would have seen a lot of anticipation, but I was pretty removed from all that. So yeah, it was a huge surprise to me. And I was so happy to find out that Mechagodzilla was in the movie. Now, you make a great point with... The previous movie, the previous movie sets up the return of Ghidorah in some way, right? Because the uh, the Charles Dance character, he saves one of the skulls, right? So the anticipation is, oh, okay, are they going to revive Ghidorah? Are they going to do this, like you said, Mecha Ghidorah thing, right? And as it turns out in this movie, it's pretty ridiculous how Mechagodzilla comes to be, right? They use the skull of the vanquished Ghidorah and a human and technology and this energy from the core of the earth to power Mechagodzilla and use this weird psionic uplink thing. It's just super far-fetched and ridiculous, right? Uh, so I am I am with you there. I'm glad that Mechagodzilla was in this movie. But the way they explained how they bring him to life is totally silly. Right. Any thoughts there, guys? I think there's some other points of silliness, too, like the whole center of the earth thing. <laughs> the hollow earth. The hollow earth, yeah. But how they brought him to life, like how it was like um, they like they Pacific rimmed him like as a driver yeah, for yeah. mecha godzilla like is that yep. how mecha godzilla is supposed to be i I don't, I don't know anything about no no in the in the early mecha godzilla movies he is controlled by humans but it's not this weird like cyan psionic uplink thing it's like just a remote control and it, it was just an excuse to integrate that like post-credit scene from the from the last movie they wanted to make it relevant somehow but in the end it's just all ridiculous it's all super silly right and i agree with you in that wasn't the only silly thing there's there's a lot of ridiculous shit in this movie and uh yeah, yeah <laughs> like king kong it. king kong wielding uh stormbreaker <laughs> stormbreaker exactly <laughs> from the center of but, the center of yeah the world. i don't know again like the whole human element like I, I i guess i didn't care too much about how mecha godzilla was like controlled or like created I, it was just cool seeing him like fight godzilla and king kong well that's the bottom line right if it yeah. results in a cool monster battle then all is forgiven basically mm -hmm. i'm i'm gonna steal a line that i heard from another youtuber um I think it was uh, Jeremy Johns. He was doing like a review on Godzilla versus King Kong, and he said the monster fights are kind of like the roller coaster ride that you you pay for when you watch watch the movie, and the human parts of the movie 
are like waiting in line for the roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. They're boring and they go on too long and you kind of tune out. But then you get to the fight and you're like, yeah. Right. It's like a necessary evil kind of thing. Mm. You have to deal with it. That's, that's, like pretty, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Pretty good. Because it's always like front loaded at the beginning. <laughs> that's good. And then you have your payoff monster fight at the end. Did you guys like how they they gave King Kong like more of like this like you sympathize with him. Like they gave him a more human element. Like he could sign with like the little girl and like the first impression I got from, from Kong, the moment you realize he can communicate through sign is just like, Oh, he's kind of like a big puppy dog. (laughs) And I think they kind of rolled with that. Like that's, that's who we're supposed to be rooting for. Right. Yeah. That's, I was about to say that's that was an interesting choice because clearly this movie places Kong as the central character and Godzilla is more of a side character, more of a villain in a kind of weird way. Right. Yeah. Um, the antagonist. So yeah. I don't know how I, how I felt about that ultimately, but it was an interesting choice. And that's the, that's the thing, too. Like, and I think they mentioned it in the movie, like, oh, wasn't Godzilla like just protecting us so many years ago? Like yeah now he's not (laughs) right yeah like uh yeah my the way i compared it yeah my like analogy to it was like oh godzilla is like this like high school jock football player who's like the star quarterback who's like that douche and then kong is like this like transfer student who like is like the underdog and you want to root for kong instead of godzilla you know like yeah. it just I felt like the movie just made Godzilla look like a total douche and villain throughout the whole thing. <laughs> and Kong was like you said, like the you, you felt a lot of sympathy for Kong, you know, since he was given more of like a, the human storyline, you know. Did you did you guys feel like there was a winner between that fight? I think so. I think so. Yeah, it's like Godzilla. Is it Godzilla? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried. I, I mean, I figured it was going to be like you know a lot of these like these versus movies. It's always like oh, it's it's a tie, and we're going to shake hands and be best buds. But like Godzilla, like killed him if it wasn't for uh, them reviving him with that weird silly ship. Like, yeah. Yeah. By totally all accounts, Godzilla won. Totally agree. Yeah. Usually in these types of movies, you don't get a clear cut winner. But it was very clear to me that, you know, ultimately Godzilla defeated Kong. And I would I would go further to say that there were distinctly like three rounds of battle between these monsters. I would say Godzilla won the first one, Kong won the second one, and Godzilla won the third one, you know? It was pretty clear to me. And then they both came together to, to defeat Mechagodzilla. But yeah, rarely do you see it that clean cut that was kind of refreshing to see to be honest did you did you catch that moment when they teamed up against mecha godzilla where godzilla like gives like kong a look like we're best buds now right <laughs> did you catch that moment yeah yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> want to do karate in the garage <laughs> right yeah i get their stepbrothers moment it's nice <laughs> yeah no <laughs> yeah they had their little fist bump at the end <laughs> So if I if I can hop back onto the some of the silly points of the movie, 
<laughs> so remember how they made the whole like finding the center of the earth thing, like this big dramatic exploration journey. And they had special ships to get into the center of the earth that could balance gravity and anti-gravity. Yeah. They went through all that. And then in the end, Godzilla just burst a hole through that entire thing <laughs> and basically made a fast track lane for them to get out. Like, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't really buy that. <laughs> it's weird. Cause you see them go through a portal too, when they first go through. Oh yeah. 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 But I guess, you know, when Kong, you never see that coming back out when Godzilla <laughs> just bursts, you know, makes his hole. Yeah. They, they definitely, they definitely point. quantum zoned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then right. Godzilla like threw all of that that, that physics out the door. Yeah, I didn't, okay, yeah, like I didn't get the physics to like when you know when they first get into the hollow earth, how they had to go through that portal thing. But I don't get like why you know their little car airplane thing was able to do it, but like Kong when he fell through, he didn't feel like hurt or anything. Was it just because he's a larger mass or like okay physics physics <laughs> movie physics yeah. <laughs> yeah movie magic these questions are way too logical <laughs> you guys are making too much sense you remember yeah. remember in uh, king of monsters the area where they had found godzilla that had he had gone back to like re like reset and re yeah re-energize yeah. was that supposed to be like atlantis or something like that or Atlantis, yeah. Is that where's what that was? I can't where's remember. Where's Aquaman? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny when they first mentioned Hollow Earth, I was thinking that I thought they might revisit that location. Yeah, that's right? what I thought like, too. No, clearly it was totally different, right? So, another logical question that you know this kind of movie didn't bother clarifying. <laughs> you know, yeah, it didn't bother me too much, but I mean. Yeah, it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah, there's just almost too many ridiculous moments to mention. You know, like, I mean, the, the, the axe is like just crazy. Like, the King Kong's axe. Like, what is it? And like, Stormbreaker. <laughs> Powered by Godzilla breath. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was, was was so was like that the hard piece of the axe was like a scale of Godzilla yeah, that's my right. take right yeah that's kind of what I heard later but they, they talked about how this is an ancient rivalry right yeah. so uh -huh. that is actually a piece of like a previous Godzilla's back or something like that but yeah it just it's just nuts I, I, don't, I don't understand any of that like the whole powering up thing like yeah the whole point of going to hollow earth was to power up mechagodzilla right so they were able to get like a little sample of it and then they like downloaded it to the apex computers or something like what the hell is going on there man? Like, like, the, like the 4k version and the hd <laughs> version they downloaded it yeah <laughs> It just made no sense whatsoever. I guess and now that I think about it, the axe that, that that Stormbreaker 
that Godzilla used. Is that yeah. what we're calling it now? Stormbreaker. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. Right? It basically, is Stormbreaker. Yeah. Did it? Did it enhance King Kong's like ability to fight Godzilla? Because Godzilla's the one. <laughs> like it didn't do any more damage than what King Kong's fists or or feet would have done otherwise. Right? Am I re- reading that right? So I, I read it a little differently. I, I felt King Kong was much stronger with the axe. He could do more damage. And maybe more importantly, Godzilla accidentally powered up the axe when he breathed his fire onto it, right? Um, he actually uses that later to help beat Mecha Godzilla. Um, but yeah, in that second round of battle between Godzilla and Kong, I felt like he accidentally breathed onto the axe. The axe got powered up, and that's how Kong defeats Godzilla in that second battle. So yeah, now, I do think he's stronger with the axe. And so that means that Kong can now rule Asgard as the rightful king. <laughs> he is worthy. He is worthy. My thought on the axe was that it was kind of like Excalibur, because he's King Kong, and he sits on a throne in the movie. And so in that throne room, he had the axe. And so that that was my thought of it and so that was like his rightful like kingly uh you know weapon it got me thinking too like if they had created a weapon to fight godzilla do you think godzilla has a weapon to fight kong laying around somewhere and what would that weapon be (laughs) weapon like (laughs) when the sequel The sequel, or the, that would be a trilogy, right? I think the trilogy I'm waiting for is Godzilla versus King Kong versus Batman. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I got my. We all know who's going to win that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Batman. Well, you have to get Batman down. prep time. So all the prep if time. Has, if he has prep time, then he can do it. Agree. Just another day in Gotham City. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, maybe we should talk about the monster action a little bit. So. There are definitely some shortcomings. The, the plot is totally ridiculous. The, the human stories are generally pretty boring. Um, but a movie like this, it really comes down to the monster action. And I, for one, really loved the monster action. I mean, they really hit a home run here. It, they, they brought it. There was a lot of it, and it was all good, I felt. You know, yeah. I, wasn't, you know, I wasn't satisfied with the the ocean location because i was just like clear winner godzilla like he totally has the advantage here like you know he could swim very fast and do a lot of stuff that kong just doesn't have like the advantage you know oh so you thought it was kind of too easy a victory for godzilla yeah at least the first location um but I mean, I guess the action itself kind of made up for the location, you know, like the way Kong was able to use the environment of like jumping from ship to ship or using like the jets and through a Godzilla and stuff mm-hmm. or even like um, the humans, how they were helping out uh, Kong fight Godzilla, you know? Yeah, I thought the thoughtfulness that was kind of lacking in the overall plot was there with the battle scenes. Like, I thought there was a lot of thoughtfulness of the battles, you know? So, like, that first battle, 
it was kind of one-sided, you know, an amphibious creature like Godzilla in theory is going to wipe the floor with Kong. And sure enough, he does beat him, but Kong, you know, he, he uses what he can, what he, what he can use. You know, he jumps onto the battleships, uses his agility. You know, at one point he sees the flame breath. He jumps out of the way, kind of diehard style off of the aircraft carrier, you know, um, and then, you know, the other battles, too, I, I felt like there were just a lot of thought that went into these fights. And I, I really appreciated that. You know, I, I heard the director talk about how this is the ultimate, like, uh, schoolyard argument movie. Like, who's going to win, Godzilla or Kong? And he just lays out all the arguments, you know, like, oh, how's Kong going to beat Godzilla? Everyone says, like, Godzilla would never get beaten by Kong. Well... What if Kong had this super powered axe? <laughs> Maybe he could win one battle if he had that, and he won one battle, right? And then, like, you got the flame breath that, that Godzilla uses his tail at one point, and just like he uses everything, and it, it's it's really cool. I felt like there were a lot of great fan moments throughout the mo uh, the movie. I think uh, it's not fair that Godzilla didn't have a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Disqualification. <laughs> disqualification <laughs> oh you're right no he does he does he does have his, he has his breath that's I guess, right i guess the breath was his, his weapon is that a weapon like well powered the axe i guess so kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's debatable i mean that's that's within him right kong's using like an external object like they're in an know. empty room right <laughs> who's gonna win no axe no, <laughs> no axe right you only no got prep, no prep time. Got. Yeah. <laughs> That's always oh, here, the argument. Here's the other thing, too. I like how with Kong, he is a monster, but ultimately he's still, you know, primate. He's an ape. And he he does use his brain some, right? Godzilla is more of a mindless creature. So one thing that I think Kong has in its favor is his ability to think and reason a bit, right? So uh, there are some moments where you could tell like he's just a smarts a bit and it, uh, it helps him. That was cool too. I think opposable thumbs would be an advantage as well on, on all limbs, right? There you go. Hence the ax, right? There you go. Definitely using that MMA, MMA style in the second fight. There you go. He's going punches, knees, anything. Yeah. Bar, the way he like, climbs kicks. up the buildings is cool when he was fighting them. Yeah. Godzilla would, or no, Kong, Kong would definitely win in like a push up contest. Because Godzilla's like, <laughs> yeah. he's got T Rex arms, right? Like, All right. Well, he's not quite that scrawny, but yeah, I mean, Kong's got the guns, right? I, I agree. Yeah. Push ups, <laughs> Kong's got this. <laughs> Because those got leg day, though. He wins oh, on for, leg sure, day. for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Actually, he kind of does that at the very end of that third battle. He stomps his ass, right? Puts the foot down, roars in his mm -hmm. face, like declares victory. Great moment. I can't remember. Did they leave it open for a third movie, though? Like, is that. Are, did they leave any, any, any plot holes available for that? Well, okay. So. The director said that they actually one of the they did film a post credit scene to kind of leave the the 
end of the movie like wide open for a sequel but then like they felt like it didn't make sense so they ended up just like they filmed a post credit scene but they ended up just putting it in the movie as part of the storyline oh what what was that what what he didn't say what it what it was oh. uh-huh. interesting we got a yeah. hashtag release the post credit scene like <laughs> movement happen <There> <laughs> Let's get this started, guys. But like, I mean, like, yeah, like, what can they do for a sequel? Like, whether it being like Godzilla or King Kong, like, yeah, these kinds, like these kinds of movies, there can always be a way, right? We talked about all the ridiculous plot points. They can easily hash up some crazy idea to continue the Godzilla story, right? But I think as it is, you know, you ask the question, Rainier, like does this movie set up like a follow-up? It, it kind of doesn't, I thought. It didn't it, feel like it. Right? Yeah, I kind of felt that way too. Yeah, there was a definitive end. I'm guessing with the popularity of this movie, though, that we haven't seen the last of, of this version of Godzilla. Yeah. It seemed like it got quite a bit of like critical acclaim, actually, didn't it? Uh, I think yeah. I saw like 70 something on RT. Yeah, yeah. The critic, there. Critics were digging this movie. I noticed that too. Critics and audience alike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a crowd pleaser. Yeah, it was definitely, I think it was the highest RT rated movie in that, in that MonsterVerse. Interesting. I wonder yeah, if it's going to open the door for like universal monsters, like a revival of like that genre. <laughs> yeah. There's there historically, there's been a lot of talk of that, but so far we haven't seen much of that at all. I thought, I thought they would like dip their toes in to it um, with the, that Tom Cruise mummy movie. Oh, that was right. Like supposed to be their introduction, but I don't think the movie did very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to be talking about Tom Cruise himself as a monster. Just <laughs> <laughs> ontology. Yeah. And Tom Cruise is like a shared universe onto himself, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he basically is a franchise, right? So yeah. I don't think he really needs a franchise. He is one. I feel like if they were going to make a sequel, I feel like they should do a crossover between Pacific Rim and Godzilla, since Warner Brothers owns the rights to both franchises. Yeah, I would love to cool. see that. That would be awesome. That would be cool to see. What do they call those big robots? Jaegers. Uh, Not kaiju. Jaegers. 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 Dude, that would be cool to see some Jaegers go against like a bunch of those monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think after seeing Mecha Godzilla, it's like, man, I, I kind of want another like big mech movie like that's not a transformers movie you know like a pacific <laughs> rim or if maybe they'll actually like dip their toes into like gundam wing or something I mean, you might get a hollywood version of that yeah have you guys seen i haven't seen the sequel to pacific rim have you guys seen it i've seen it yeah i have not me neither did you like it's... it prefer you without spoiling it did you like it it's uh i mean Yes or no? No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's entertaining. I'll say that. If you're like bored, you have nothing else to watch. 
But you really loved the first one, right? Oh, yeah, I love the first one. Guillermo del Toro, pure genius. Yeah, if they could do a Godzilla Pacific Rim crossover right, man, that would be pretty freaking cool. Love to see that. What would that be, though? Because, like, isn't Pacific Rim, like, a post-apocalyptic, like, post-kaiju destruction world? versus it's well that's the one thing too that stuck out for me is that like if they know these giant monsters exist in their world why do they continue to make buildings like (laughs) you think they would want to build underground (laughs) so that it just doesn't continuously get knocked down yeah maybe yeah they have buildings that like go underground when the monster fight happens something you know (laughs) retractable skyscrapers well actually um so I'm about like I got a I guess I got a little story here um, about another Godzilla versus thing that I saw. It was only merch. So when I was in Japan about like five years ago, 2016, it was around the time that they were making Shin Godzilla um, mm-hmm. over in Japan, directed by Hideaki Anno. And so um, he was also known for making this very famous anime in the 90s called Neon Genesis Evangelion. And so when I went to the, they, it's it's pretty famous, and they have an entire store dedicated to it in Tokyo. So I went there, and of course, because he was doing the movie at the same time, he was doing Shin Godzilla at the same time, they had all this merch called Godzilla versus Evangelion, where you pretty much see Godzilla fighting more mechs. And in Evangelion, they actually do have the buildings that go underground when the kaiju battles happen to protect Tokyo. So who See, knows? Maybe yeah. maybe that's maybe that's what they'll do next. So that 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 you know that Uber billionaire dude, like instead of using his money to build technology for vehicles that could withstand anti gravity, like he could have created an entire city worth of retractable buildings. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, Tokyo three. There you go. <laughs> Lowers to the ground. Oh, battles happen. All right, it's over. Let's let's come back up. It's funny because I think was it you, Henry, who pointed this out? Like, while they're fighting, you see people still in the buildings. Like, it looked like they were eating dinner or something. <laughs> or yeah, I don't know. And this is a problem with a lot of these kinds of movies. Like, you know, in that first Avengers movie, they're they're like well into this tremendous battle with Loki and the aliens, right? And you still see people in office buildings working. <laughs> I mean, what the hell are you doing? You know, <laughs> same thing here. Like, you know, uh, well into the second Godzilla versus Kong battle, you would think these people in Hong Kong in these high rises would be just getting the hell out of there, right? But they're they're still there. <laughs> Who knows why? Maybe they maybe they've just accepted it. Like it's it it comes with the territory. Like, <laughs> well, it, they're gonna fight. And what are we gonna do? Yeah. A couple things I wanted to call out. Uh, so some stuff I liked in the movie were the fan moments. You know, I think they, they uh, another lesson learned, I feel. Like with the 2014 Godzilla, it was a very serious movie. They focused on human stories. And then they kind of corrected a lot of that stuff with King of the Monsters, where they focused more on monster battles. And they focused a lot on fan service. They had like 
the original musical scores from the old school Godzilla movies and just all these little tidbits with Mothra and all this cool stuff. Right. And they, same thing here. Like they, like I said, they, I feel they learned their lesson and there are these little fan moments. Mecha Godzilla, I think was like a huge fan moment. Uh, the reveal, like I said, I was surprised and I was super stoked when that happened. Um, there was a cool little ca- callback. So this isn't the first time Godzilla has battled King Kong, right? There is a 1960s King Kong versus Godzilla movie. And um, there's a little callback to that. There's in that movie, there's a shot of Kong stuffing a tree down Godzilla's throat. And there's like a direct homage to that moment in this movie. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, even like more recent callbacks, like in the, the Skull Island movie, you know, Christian, you mentioned that. I enjoyed that movie a lot too. And um, in that movie, Kong defeats one of his, his opponents by like ripping its jaws open, right? And he actually tries that move on Godzilla. He tries to open up Godzilla's mouth and like break his jaw. And he, 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 he isn't able to do it because Godzilla like shoots his fire breath out. But just to see him attempt that was pretty cool. I'm like, okay, Kong's going to his like his finishing move here, right? And uh, yeah, cool to see. I love little fan moments like that. You know, we're in a, a fan service age here. And uh, when I see stuff like that, I, I appreciate it. Well, there was a lot of that. Like, I think that, uh, like, it was so much fun in like the like the last like forty five minutes. Yeah, and like all the different moments, all like the the cool like little pieces that they kind of set up in the other movies that you kind of say, oh yeah, they did this. Oh hey, this is a nice little callback to that. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the moves, um, I guess, I guess specifically the moves and the monsters, I thought was really cool. Um, th- although like I think like some of the human character, uh, I guess this might be going back to the human character. Some of the human characters, I think when they call back to that, I was I wasn't as into um i think uh although i think charles dance really should have come back uh yeah. he was the bad guy in king of monsters uh yeah. tywin lannister yeah it made more it, it make more sense if he came back yeah 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 because it was like in a completely different company apex yeah. instead of monarch yeah and so when you see them with uh the hydra skulls you're like, okay, where you know, when's Tywin coming back? <laughs> right. By the way, the guy that led the expedition, um, I forget the character's name, but did you guys know he played Tarzan? No. Oh no. Not really? Yeah, there was like a live action Tarzan movie that came out like years ago. Oh yeah. So yeah, the actor is Alexander Skarsgard. Skarsgard, yep. Yeah. Um, Skarsgard, yeah. And yeah, The Legend of Tarzan 2016. Yeah, you're right. I was half expecting him to like swing from vines when they reached like the center <laughs> of the earth. But uh, nice. yeah, they didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, d- definitely one of those characters that falls in the kind of boring category. <laughs> like let's mm-hmm. let's move on sort of thing. Um, yeah, most of the human characters weren't 
terribly interesting. I did think it was kind of cool that they had like a Godzilla team and a Kong team. Um, but yeah, ultimately the humans were were just kind of side characters. There is a there is one other human character I did kind of like the uh, the 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 small girl on Team Kong, who like uh, communicated with Kong, with Kong. Uh, Gia. Yeah, Gia. She was deaf uh -huh. and like she was yeah. like the last of the like the tribe mm -hmm. that was on Skull Island. And, yeah. uh, I kind of liked her. I mean, like you know, cute little kid didn't, but like didn't have any lines. Also, so like. Mm -hmm. She had the sign language, and like there was like I guess a little more going on with her than I think the rest of the the team who were kind of just you know the serious archetype, the the kind of bumbling Alexander Skarsgård character, you know, yeah. the evil one that you know is gonna betray them when you when like she comes right on <laughs> screen, who obviously works for the bad guy. Mm -hmm. I liked how they opened the movie with Kong. Like um, again, going back to my comment about how they they gave him like this more human element where you see him like wake up and you know he's scratching his rear end before he hops into the shower kind of thing it's just like his normal day <laughs> i thought that yeah. was kind of i thought that was an interesting perspective yeah i did notice that they were really trying to make kong more relatable like we were saying before make him more of the central character and i think the the little girl character uh i think was part of that too you know she had this connection with him and it just made him like i guess more lovable or seemingly lovable it seemed like they were kind of forcing that onto you like oh this is like the guy we should be rooting for that's why ultimately i was a little conflicted about all that because like i'm like team godzilla all the way like i'm not i will not be swayed <laughs> and this movie was sort of i felt like trying to manipulate me and make me feel like okay you're supposed to root for kong and Godzilla is kind of the anti-hero. You're kind of not, you're not supposed to be sure like how you feel about him, right? But I'm pretty clear. Like I want to see Godzilla kick some ass, right? Um, and the movie takes kind of a weird stance on Godzilla. Godzilla is just kind of this mindless monster. He doesn't have evil intentions, but um, his actions definitely have like bad consequences for, for people. It kind of erased everything that he had progressed to in the last movie. Yeah, like cinematically, yeah, like in a way. Who who whose movie came out first? Was it Godzilla? Or who which character existed first, Godzilla or King Kong? Oh, it was it was oh, Kong. the Monsterverse Kong? or in general? Like just in general. Oh, Kong, yeah. yeah. Kong yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. first King Kong was like nineteen thirties, and I think Godzilla was like uh fifties. Fifties, yeah. Yeah. But definitely. in the Monsterverse, Godzilla came first. Or like the movie Godzilla came mm -hmm. first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like in the Monsterverse, the movie Godzilla came first, but in that in like the timeline, King Kong came first yeah, before that, Godzilla. That's true. Yeah. Kong was in the seventies or Skull yeah. Island took place in yeah. the seventies. So in, in Godzilla King of Monsters, where was King Kong at the entire time? Was I mean, like, I'm pretty sure he was already being, like, observed by Monarch, because in King of the Monsters, like, Kong is, like, referenced a lot of times. Like, you just have to look for those, like, small Easter eggs. Like, like when they had, like, a map of where all the Titans were, you see Skull Island and um, Kong there. 
So he yeah. wasn't, he, he wasn't, he had like bad reception where he was and he didn't hear like <laughs> the primal calls of all of these monsters like yeah. fighting. Is well, that- I think they, they had a pretty good explanation at the very beginning of this movie where he's in this enclosure, right? He's essentially trapped. It, it's like, it felt like it was Wakanda or something, right? <laughs> it, yeah. could, it looked like sky, but actually he was trapped in this dome, right? Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, this whole time he was just in that enclosure, like yeah like isolated from the rest of the world yeah which is why godzilla never picked up his like presence because even the the female scientist said that like once kong gets out of this like structure like godzilla's gonna pick up his scent and Mm -hmm. they're totally gonna like restart this like ancient rivalry yeah and that's exactly what happened right it just hit me that you equated that enclosure to Wakanda. <laughs> right? I mean, it kind of felt like it, right? Probably I mean, means. yeah, the hidden bubble. <laughs> and, and and there's another pretty ridiculous point in this whole idea of the Alpha Titan, right? Godzilla can automatically just sense another strong Titan's presence and just like start swimming right there, right? This has happened in multiple movies, and there's really no logical explanation for it whatsoever, right? But just another one of those things, animal instinct, I guess. I was thinking it's like it's like someone straight out of from like Dragon Ball Z because they can do that. They sense each other's power levels, (laughs) and when there's someone who's that powerful, they know who where they are, like from the other side of the map or on the other side of the globe, right? Or or uh, you know the force. You know, you yeah, sense, pretty much sense a strong presence, some bullshit, right? <laughs> One thing I didn't get from King of the Monsters to Godzilla versus King Kong, King Kong is what the hell happened to all the other titans? You know, and weren't there like, more? Mm. There, weren't there others that existed? Yeah, yeah, there was like at least like ten more that existed by the end of King of the Monsters, and you could see them all bow down to Godzilla. Like they recognized him as the alpha male, so but they're not anywhere to be found in Godzilla versus King Kong. Maybe they were all in their own Wakandas, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe after you bow down to Godzilla, you got to retire or something. You got to go in hibernation, hibernation or something. Yeah, maybe. Right? <laughs> got to hang it up. <laughs> Only one person can be the strongest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they all snuck back into the center of the earth. There you go. Hollow earth. Hollow earth. <laughs> that seemed like a pretty good Titan hangout. You know, a lot of food. Nice landscapes. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we move on to uh, our ratings and final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really curious because it seemed like Porfirio was the big Godzilla super fan. But now, like, I don't know, I'm just sensing a lot of disappointment. So what's your what's your take on this one? Okay, well, I'm just giving a rating from like my first viewing. Um, But I would give it probably a. Three out of five. Um, just because I didn't, you know, wasn't expecting much. 
typical Titan versus Titan, monster versus monster movie. Human storyline was all over the place. And I don't know. I guess the action scenes didn't... I wasn't wild with them like I was with um, King of the Monsters. But I was entertained at the very least. So, yeah, three out of five. Oh, now you mentioned you've seen it multiple times, right? I don't think yeah. we got into that too much, but uh, you've seen this movie more than any of us. In fact, you've seen it like about as many times as we've seen it, like all together, I think, counted I've seen together. It four times now. <laughs> yeah. And not entirely your own choice, right? You Definitely watched it not. like with multiple different people, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's not, that's three out of five is still a marginal recommendation, uh, right? Did you get I'm different just... reactions? Did you get different reactions from the different people you watched it with? Like some people hated it, some people loved it. Yeah, definitely. Like there were some people just like caught on stuff that I didn't catch on like right away after my first viewing stuff like, um, uh, I don't know, nothing comes to the top of my head, but um, yeah, it was just so weird like seeing everybody's reaction. Like some people, yeah, did like it, like they praised the battle scenes and everything. And then some people are just like, why these humans like, why are we ha- why do you include these humans and everything um but yeah at this point i'm just like fatigued with the movie and yeah it was just like i was like uh yeah i'm so over it as much as i'm, I'm a godzilla fan i was like i'm dead with this one which is like the exact opposite with king of the monsters like like i get easily like when like I introduced it to you guys, I was like, "Oh, you should watch it. Like, watch King of the Monsters. Right. I'll watch it with you. I don't <laughs> mind watching it with you." You're happy to revisit. But, yeah, exactly. But like this one, I'm just like, "Yeah, watch it if you want. Yeah, <laughs> don't invite me on your next showing." <laughs> That's funny. You know, I'm kind of curious if you were to watch that cut of the movie or a cut of the movie where they basically remove all of the human storyline. Could that movie stand on its own? <laughs> Like it's just it's just monsters, like and like it's just people in buildings that are falling out and dying. Like that's the only human element. Could could a movie like that stand on its own? I don't think so. Not this one. I don't think not this one. It'd be more of a boxing match, huh? That's what it would just end up being. I, I think the waiting in line at the roller coaster is a great analogy because it's like you have to do it. You just have to. It's a necessary evil. Um, but what you're really there for is the roller coaster ride, right? That's why you yeah. get fast pass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the human parts. <laughs> okay, uh, I can um, go next. Um, yeah, I like this movie a lot. Um, I feel like there was a bit of a slow start. You know, there was some human plot development going on that was dragging a bit um but there was that first ocean battle between godzilla and kong that uh, kept my interest and then i'm telling you when mecha godzilla was revealed i felt like this movie was supercharged it just went into high gear and it was just like this fun ride that uh that ended with a big bang great 
final battle at the end with Mechagodzilla and Kong and Godzilla. Very satisfying. Um, I will say it is on par with Godzilla King of the Monsters. I already made a lot of parallels. Like, yeah, they, they learn their lesson. They minimize the human stories. They maximize the monster battles. They gave you a lot of fan moments. Um, the action in this movie is great. Yes, there is a lot of silly and ridiculous things going on. And I was definitely thinking of those. Like it was in my mind. I'm thinking, am I really gonna advocate this movie that is just bottom line ridiculous? And the answer is yes, because when I'm watching these monster battles, I'm thinking, okay, we're seeing a giant gorilla with a super powered axe fighting a lizard who can, a giant lizard who can, who can shoot blue fire out of his mouth am i really like nitpicking about like logical plot errors and stuff like you, you, the, there's this thing called suspension of disbelief right this is like the movie for that term right you gotta throw it out the window and just enjoy the fun stuff and yeah this movie to me it has a huge fun factor it's just a lot of fun to to, to watch and um yeah i'm gonna go with a four pretty high um oh four out of yeah, five if if we're if we're doing like fractions it'd probably be like a 3.5 but um i'm giving it i'm rounding it up um it's probably on the lower end of a four but i'm i'm doing four i really had a lot of fun with this one i think you gave batman begins a three i did i did i'm Jesus. standing by this <laughs> i don't know about this rating system man <laughs> Like, um, I, I would probably give it a, a three as well. Um, I think like the movie starts off really, really wonky. Like the, the human, the humans section, I think is much more of a mess than the other films. I am glad that they took out like the family drama that I think kind of plagued, uh, the first two Godzilla movies in this franchise. Um, and I, but I think. Like, there's so many different plot points. I had to watch it a couple times to figure out, like, kind of what the humans were actually doing. Uh, and, like, like plot points just kind of appear and disappear as, as they want. And um, it's kind of, like, it's kind of the stuff you almost, like, kind of just tune out while you, like, wait for the, you know, the the monster fights to pick back up. But I think once the movie kind of hits the the big neon city... I think the movie just like really cranks it up a notch. I think the fights in this movie are kind of, uh, in terms of all the monster verse, the fights are definitely the best in this movie. I think they look the best. They don't really cut to the humans very often and barely at all, which is, I think even King of the monsters, I think did that just a few more times than I wanted it to. Uh, whereas this one, you just get monster fights. It looks very clear it's it's at night, but you can really see what's going on. And I think uh, what you were talking about, Henry, the way they use the environments, they use the location, they kind of like you saw that the filmmakers put a lot of thought into the fights and it really shows. And I just I love the hell out of that part. And so uh, overall, I'd give it a three out of five. Like if I break it up, it's like probably like one to two for that first half, but like four or five for that second half. Here we go. Um, 
<laughs> Godzilla vs. King Kong. I got Godzilla vs. King Kong. We got to see that fight happen. We got to see some Mecha Godzilla. We got to see some Stormbreaker action. <laughs> um, it was a it was a fun movie. Like it was cool. I mean, like I mean, I was there for the fight scenes, and those fight scenes, I feel like they delivered. Like all all the punches, all the hits, like they hit they hit hard, and I think they that came across my television well. I think it would have come across better on a bigger like movie you know, in, in a, in a theater, uh, screen setting with bigger sound, uh, it's fun. How would I rate it? I, I, I'm terrible at rating these things. Um, it was fun. <laughs> I'll give it, I don't know. I'll give it a four. There you have it. Recommendations across the board. That's a good point about the, the big movie theater experience. I feel like we kind of got robbed of that, right? You know, COVID-19 has robbed us of a lot of things these past 12 or so months. I think seeing or not seeing Godzilla versus Kong in a movie theater is one of the major things that was robbed from us, right? Yeah. We're missing out here. I think that's yeah. the hardest part because, like, I mean, King Kong and Godzilla, they're they're big monsters. So they have to be seen on a big screen. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, you know? And it's hard to get that experience, even on like the best home theater system you have, unless you actually have like a movie theater in your home. Right. Unless you're Mark Zuckerberg or something, right? <laughs> Most of us regular civilians don't get that experience. At but, I mean, I can imagine, I'm, I can imagine those fights like in the theater, everyone going, oh, you know, like with every hit, like I can imagine right. that happening. Right. With the theater, like rumbling and stuff. Yeah. 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 Man. So that's, that's probably the biggest piece of it that's missing that piece of the experience. And I think that's an added element that would make the movie like better. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. This movie was made for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts on Godzilla, Kong, or otherwise? Um, hmm. I, have a, I guess I have a quick question for everyone. So, in terms, how would you rank the this like monster verse? Where where would you like consistently put each of the four movies? So, Godzilla, King of Monsters, uh, Kong Skull Island, and then Godzilla versus Kong: Dawn okay. of Justice. Okay. For, for me, number one would be King of Monsters. Number two, Godzilla versus King Kong. Number three, Kong, Skull Island. And number four, Godzilla. Good one. I, I would actually give the exact same ranking. Yeah. Although for me, I think with the the top three they're all pr pretty close I, I i would think a lot closer than than your ratings perferio but yeah, um, yeah um like for me yeah it's like those three are all like kind of comparable and then there's a huge drop off i think that 2014 godzilla was just garbage i, I noticed they actually added it to hbo max recently and I watched uh, a good portion of it, and it is as bad, maybe worse than I remembered it. it it's just <laughs> super boring and just, just like, totally like not worth checking out at all. 
I don't know, to me, like a shared universe, that's hard to say. Like I equate this shared universe as like aliens versus predator being a shared universe or Freddy versus Jason being a shared universe. Like when I think of shared universe, obviously I think I'm thinking of MCU. Um, yeah. So is it on that level? I don't think so. <laughs> but is it cool seeing them being pit against each other? Sure. It is. Now, are you being a superhero snob here, Rainier? You're saying superhero movies are like elevated over monster movies? Well, I'm not saying it's elevated. Obviously, Marvel's got it down to a science. <laughs> and no one's at that level. No one's at that level. Um, and it has nothing to do with superheroes. It's just that's the shared universe that they created. That's a good point. Like, Marvel has done something that's very rare they've really pulled off the shared universe thing oh so by the if, way yeah go ahead i in, in our last recording i think i referred to what was it uh falcon and winter soldier as being like marvelly the term marvelly have you guys heard of the term mick marvel <laughs> no I've, I've been seeing this pop up a lot like people are calling anything that the mcu is producing as a mick marvel production meaning <laughs> it's going to be great and it's going to have the same taste and same flavors as everything oh. that Marvel has done before. So it's the formula, and they're referring to it as McMarvel. That's interesting. Formula, the way they make it, yeah. That's funny. The quick production. Oh, man, yeah, it's just like McDonald's. <laughs> hey, real quick, along those lines, uh, we previously talked about how Marvel can kind of do no wrong. Like, Rainier, you are mentioning that whatever Marvel puts out, people are going to love like this past uh, this past release, the Zemo cut thing is like 100% proof positive of that. They just released a one hour YouTube video of Baron Zemo dancing and people are loving it. It's like the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? It is just proof that whatever Marvel puts out, people will will bow to it, you know? It's crazy because it's one of these things where it's gotten to a point now where even if they do put out something that's completely crappy, all they have to do is have a Marvel character from a different movie just pop up and suddenly everyone's going to go crazy and love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Right. It, 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 I mean, I agree, you know, like it doesn't matter if it's like kind of boring. The fact that there's like, a crossover element to it will make it worth watching. Like literally, you know, there are MCU movies that I didn't really like, but the fact that, you know, another Marvel character shows up in it, I was like, well, I didn't like it, but I had to see it. You know, this was required mm -hmm. viewing because I didn't want to miss that moment, right? So you're right. I agree. And like an example of that is like, like WandaVision, for example, right? Like it was getting good, it was getting good, it was getting good. And then suddenly Pietro from Fox shows up and then everyone loses their shit. Right. Mm -hmm. It becomes like the greatest thing ever. The appearance was like the mind blowing thing. It's just like, wow, they can just really throw a character in and boom, it's awesome. <laughs> right now they, they can kind of do no wrong. Yeah. Uh, but Hey, we're, we're kind of veering off. I think we were talking about ranking the oh, yeah. Godzilla monster verse. Oh yeah. I didn't get my ranking yet. Yeah, what do you got for All us? All right, so um, let's see. Yeah, uh, I mean, my rankings, I guess, probably, for the most part, kind of pretty similar. I think, like, you have, like, the big three, and then, of course, Godzilla on the bottom, where 
Although I, I think I'd rank it where I'd I'd go God, you know, Godzilla as number four, and then I think I'd actually put King of Monsters as number three, uh, and then Godzilla versus Kong is number two, and I think the best one is actually Kong Skull Island. Of course, I think uh, depending on you know the day, whatever comes out, my that might change. I think they're all kind of in the same, but um, and like it could be recency bias on Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong versus King of Monsters. Um, but uh, yeah, like Kong school, like Kong school Island, I think has actually has like the only time I think I've cared about human characters in one of these movies with, yeah, I rewatched it recently. It's like, wow, you know, it's got Samuel Jackson. He's great. Uh, John C. Riley. Yeah. The is, cast is, is really great in that movie. Yeah. yeah the cast good. is really great. Um, John Goodman. Um, it's like a Marvel cast within Kong. Yeah. And like the fact that it takes place on like Skull Island and it's kind of more of like an adventure plot rather than like a big end of the world plot kind of yeah. like grounds the movie a little more. I'm going to refresh my memory. Which which one was the Kong Skull Island movie? Who was in that one? Like who's the main? Yeah. Tom Hiddleston was Tom Hiddleston the top, and top star in it, I think. Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've uh, seen that one. Yeah. Ooh, that's it's a worth good checking one. out. Yeah. Um, the cine- it's like the cinematography is great in it. It's definitely got a, of course, like a bunch of problem of of its own. Like I said, it's probably about as good as the other, as the other MonsterVerse movies. But it's definitely worth checking out, and um, like especially like I found myself watching it again, uh, coming up to this podcast, just like revisiting it and really enjoying it again. Yeah, I did revisit it, you know, uh, not that long ago, and. It is good. I, I agree. It's it's a good movie. Isn't like uh, Kong supposed to be like a teenager in that movie because he's a lot mm-hmm. smaller than in Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh yeah, this is Skull is. Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't spo- I'm gonna watch it, guys. Don't spoil it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I'll just say that it takes place in the '70s, so it's the prequel. Yeah. This is like the mon- It's like Wonder Woman, I guess. So that's not that's not the Peter Jackson one, right? No. no. Okay. That's different. Um, the Peter Jackson one's like a remake of the original one, uh, which came out in like 2005. Whereas Kong Skull Island is, I think, within the last like five years. That, is that the latest Kong movie? Wait, the yeah. one with um, yeah. Brian mm-hmm. Cranston. That came out before Skull Island? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think no, I should went... be on top of this, but this is, yeah, it's all new to me. I think it was Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, then King of Monsters, and then this movie. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, Rainier, you haven't seen Skull Island, but what about the Godzilla movies? There's the 2014 Godzilla, there's King of the Monsters, and there's Godzilla versus Kong. How I would think, you um, rank I think, those? I mean, how do I rank it? <sighs> I mean, I think the one that just sticks out the most is King of Monsters, just because like it was a recommendation from Preferio and like it was just a surprise, like fun movie. And I think Godzilla vs. King Kong just kind of rode that same wave. Um, I don't know how to rank it, <laughs> but the King of Monsters is what sticks out to me most. That's I think that's one I, I enjoyed. Nice. Good stuff. All right, with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry, 
Porfirio, Rainier, and Christian.